Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Hey, I just want to take a moment and I want to put on your radar screen two dates, January 25th, Plano, Texas, February 2nd, Puyallup, Washington. These will be the first two roundtables of the year. Now, one of the things I will tell you is this. When you hear information, you add. But when you're in the room, you multiply. But the truth is, right now, everything in this world is multiplying. Problems are multiplying. Stresses are multiplying. So if all you're doing is adding, you are behind the learning curve. You have to put yourself in a room where you can be multiplied. The multiplication effect. And what I can tell you is this, when you're in that room, you will multiply. You will multiply. So on January 25th and February 2nd, January 25th, it's Plano, Texas, February 2nd, Puyallup, Washington. I'm going to be doing a series of lessons. One of them is entitled, If You Want to Be Bigger Than Your Team Has to Be Better, 12 Principles of Being a Better Team Person. 12 principles. It's gold. I'll be doing a lesson on advanced thinking in leadership to go beyond just the casual and the peripheral and to be able to encourage depth and leadership. Now, you can sign up for both of these at GeraldBrooksMinistries.com. That being said, I want to talk to you about a lesson I'm so excited about, leadership potential, leadership potential. Now, there's a truth that all of us know, whether we verbalize it or we experience it, that hurts. And the truth is this. Most people grow to the size of their problems. They do not grow to the size of their potential. I want you to get it. Most people grow to the size of their problems. They do not grow to the size of their potential. See, their problems define them because without a problem, they wouldn't grow. I mean, how many of you know people that the only reason they're growing at all is because they have a problem? The only reason that they're believing God is because they have a problem. They're praying is because they have a problem. They're doing anything is because they have a problem. Why? Because they are growing according to problems, not according to their potential. See, problems define who this world wants you to be. Potential defines who God created you to be. So let's just be clear. Problems, you got problems, I've got problems, all God's people got problems. They define who this world wants me to be. This world wants me to be obsessed with problems, but potential is what God created me to be. So how do we move beyond problems and reach potential? Well, there's some principles that you have to engraft into your life. So let's walk through them. The first principle is avoid stagnation. Avoid stagnation. 
What does that mean? It is the mindset of this world. This world wants your life stagnant. It wants you running in place. It, 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 it wants you treading water. It wants you in a position that you're never making progress. And the only distance you create is not forward, but backwards. And so a stagnation mindset is this. Well, we've never done that before. That mentality, I'm stagnated. I've never done that before. Because I've never done that before, I'm not going to do it. Or we've tried that, but it failed. We tried something and it failed. Hey, I, I, I tried this and it failed. And you begin to back away. Or that's not my job. Boy, there's a phrase I hate to hear. That's just not my job. Or we might fail. See, all of those are the mentality of stagnation. But you've got to avoid it. Because what the Bible says is Isaiah 43 and verse 18. It says that God does a new thing. It says, forget the former things. Behold, I do a new thing. The only way you are going to embrace the the new things God's doing is if you avoid stagnation and you reject the thought patterns that cause you to stagnate. The idea that you haven't done it before, but you did something and failed. That's not my job. You might try something and it doesn't work out. The first step to potential, avoid stagnation. The next step is this, accept pressure as an opportunity. Accept pressure as an opportunity. The reality is, is that people feel stressed and pressured every day. But most people feel stress and pressure is something that's totally negative. But stress and pressure are positives because they can promote growth. We all know that there's a thing called resistance training. And resistance training is this. I'm going to lift with my muscle a little bit of weight. That weight is resistance. And as I lift with that resistance, my muscle gets stronger. What happens? I'm growing muscle tissue. Well, see, pressure isn't always a negative. It's an opportunity. Now, I love history. I grew up in a military family, so military history is a part of what I I know. Uh, But Dwight Eisenhower, he's going to be uh, the chief command over all the armed forces during World War II. All the armed forces during World War II. He's going to be the chief commander. Now, here's the thing. During World War I, he was not given command. When all the up-and-coming generals were given command, he was not. Why? Because there were two generals at that time, one of them being Pershing, who wanted to help develop him. So what seemed like an opportunity was taken away, but he was given command and his job was to organize the army. 
So he began to be the first organizer of, of, of the tank battalions, of the infantry battalions, of the logistics behind making sure they had enough fuel in this. And he studied that. But what he didn't realize, what he thought was a demotion, was preparing him for one of the greatest moments in his life. And that was to be the commander over all the armies of the Allies during D-Day at Normandy. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, it says, Even though I've been knocked down, I'm not knocked out. See, there are going to be times when you feel like you've been knocked out of the game. Just get up. As long as you keep getting up, the game's not over. Nothing's final. Nothing's fatal. The end hasn't been written. The only thing that can write the end is God or your unwillingness to keep getting up. So maybe you're like Eisenhower and you feel like, hey, where I'm at right now is not working or this isn't doing something. Just see it as an opportunity to learn the skills necessary to succeed in possibilities that are coming down the road. Another principle about leadership potential, your attitude matters. Your attitude matters. One of the things that I know is that everyone watches leaders. So you may not be the top leader, but maybe you lead two people on a team. Those two people are watching you. Leaders are always being read what they do, what they don't do, how they do it, how they don't do it. See, in your life, you have to control your thermostat because one of the few things that you really are in control of is you control you. See, most people want to spend all their life talking about the things they do not control. But God wants you to understand that there are things that you do control. And what you control is this. You control your attitude. You control your attitude. So in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. It's talking about attitude. And, and in the Greek, it's present imperative. It means see to it that this attitude is in you. Why does it use that word see to it? Because you control it. I don't control events. I don't control other people. I do control my attitude. So if you're going to have leadership potential, you've got to avoid stagnation. You have to accept pressure as an opportunity. You have to understand that your attitude matters. And then next, figure out what you do well. Figure out what you do well. Now, let me just pause and interject this. What I dream to do and what I'm gifted to do are not always the same thing. What I dream to do and what I'm gifted to do are not always the same thing. See, everybody has a dream. 
man, this is what I'd love doing the rest of my life. I would just love doing this. You know, I'd love to, to paint. I, I would love to, to, to sit on the beach and to go sailing. I would love to, to fish. I would love, everyone has things that they love to do and that they dream to do, but never misplace your vacation for your gift. See, people don't pay you to vacation. People pay you for what you're good at. I have a dear friend. He's one of the most remarkable leadership thinkers. I love talking to him. When I'm around him, he helps me to think bigger and better than I've ever thought. But here's the thing. I remember looking at this friend. His name's Dan Ryland. And I said, Dan, I said, why aren't you doing? And I mentioned a couple of things. He said, Gerald, I'm not invited to do those things. And I said, Dan, you're so good at thinking leadership. Why aren't you out? He said, I learned a long time ago, God's invitations coincide with your gift. I'm good behind the scenes developing leaders. I'm not the front man when it comes to being in front of people doing a thousand different things. Now, he's one of the most articulate leaders I know on leadership, but he got it. He understood that your gift creates opportunities for you. See, if you have a gift, there's going to be opportunity. But if you have a dream and there's no opportunity, just understand, it's how you vacation It's not your vocation. I watch people all the time misinterpret their gift. They let their dream define them rather than their gift drive them. Do you get that? That's gold. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7 says this. It says, God distributed gifts to people. He distributed gifts to people. What are you gifted at? Figure out what you do well and do it. It may not be your dream, but that's all right. Do it. It's where God gifted you and what God needs you to do. Next principle, put the time in to get better. Put the time in to get better. Really, I could have articulated this point by saying there are no shortcuts. Don't take shortcuts. See, whenever you take a shortcut, you lose. You lose a few things. One, you lose experience. You don't get the experience of going down that road. And the experience you lose is experience you'll need when you're further down the road. So don't take a shortcut. Don't cut in line and and try to hurry up things. You lose experience. Also, when you take a shortcut, you're not grateful. See, when you take the long road somewhere, you're grateful for everything. But when you take shortcuts, you've missed a lot of things and you lose the heart of gratefulness. You lack maturity. There's a part of just going down the road that gives you maturity. But we live in a speed society. Let's get there quick. Let's get there now. 
Here's the thing, Zechariah 4.10. Don't despise small beginnings. Sometimes it's not going to look big, but you're gaining experience. Sometimes it's not going to look big, but you're learning to be grateful. Sometimes it's not going to look big, but you're maturing in the process. Don't despise small beginnings. See, I found leadership is like a snowball. It's hard to start, but if you'll stick to it, it's hard to stop when you become a leader. The next principle, discipline is your friend. Discipline is your friend. It is amazing to me how people neglect what they need to know and what they need to do. Discipline is your friend. It's what you do daily that defines you. It's what you do daily that defines you. I love Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6, because it's sort of like watching the Discovery Channel or one of those channels that deals with how the earth and everything operates. But in Proverbs 6, Solomon says, Consider the ant. Boy, there's something that a lot of people have never done. Stand over an ant pile and just watched it. But he says, consider the ant. He says, the ant doesn't have to be told what to do. It knows that during summer, you go out and you collect food. And then you bring it back. Because when winter comes, you're going to need the food. It says it doesn't need a taskmaster. It doesn't need a ruler over it. It just knows every day, get up and get it. Get at it. See, that's what discipline is. Discipline is the ability to do what you know you're supposed to do when you do not want to do it. That's what discipline is. So if you have a lot of things and people are saying, you need to do this, you need to do this, why don't you add discipline? Because discipline is your best friend. And the last principle, find some good friends. Just find some good friends. If you're going to reach your potential, find some good friends. As I tell people all the time, whoever makes you think bigger, put yourself in the room with them. Whoever inspires you to do more, Put yourself in the room with them. Proverbs 13 and in verse 20, it says, A wise person hangs around with wise people. Create an environment for the wisdom that you need. So ask yourself this, who's got your back? And then once you ask that question, ask this one, who makes you better? Who's got your back and who makes you better? If you'll begin to master that, what you'll learn is, is that you will reach potential. In my life, there's a handful of people who have my back. There's a couple of people who make me better. They're my posse. They're the people that I want to hang out with. I want to encourage you as we begin a new period of time. Don't just grow to the size of your problems. 
reach out and fulfill the potential that God created you to fulfill. Let me remind you again, January 25th and February 2nd, January 25th, Plano, Texas, be in the room. February 2nd, Puyallup, Washington, be in the room. You're going to learn in a dynamic atmosphere, and when leaders come together with other leaders that want to learn, it creates a growth dynamic that will help you grow beyond your problems and begin to discover your potential. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.